So today what I want to do is I want to talk about my journey to my first million. I want to talk about the things that I did right, the things that I did wrong, and lessons along the way for you guys that are on your hunt and on your journey to your first million. Welcome to the Action Academy Podcast. Stand back while I celebrate freedom. The show where we help you achieve financial independence with the mindsets, methods, and actionable steps from guests who've already earned their freedom. The flags of freedom fly. Choose to do what you want. What you want. With who you want. With who you want. When you want. When you want. With another episode today. Now, here's your host, Brian Lubin. <laughs> what is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Action Academy Podcast. You know who it is. It's your boy, Brian Lubin. We just got back from spending about a week over in beautiful Lake Tahoe with my GoBundance brothers, the tribe of millionaires, healthy, wealthy, generous men who choose to lead epic lives. And we will get into that in a little bit briefly. And also on Wednesday, I'm going to share my top takeaways from this conference that I just went to and what these guys are talking about when it comes to business, entrepreneurship, leadership, communication with wives, husbands, spouses, and also economic predictions. But I want to begin this story with GoBundance because it plays into the topic of this conversation, which is going to be, I accidentally just realized that I am a millionaire at 28 years old. I did it. My goal is to do it by 30, and I did it at 28, and it's directly because of these guys. And it's a funny story of how this all came to be. So we're doing this thing called the one sheet in GoBundance. Your one sheet is where you are essentially creating a baseball card, like a scorecard for your life on one sheet, one page. And on this page, you're going to write down your active income, your horizontal income, which is passive income from investments. We write down our taxes, our expenses, left to invest, recourse debt, non-recourse debt, all our different contribution goals, bucket list goals, all of our health goals, relationship, business, investment. You get the picture. It's all on one piece of paper to where you can see exactly what a guy's life is on one sheet. And as I was calculating my net worth, we take this very seriously, and I haven't calculated my net worth in a while because I'm more so tracking the podcast and the Action Academy audience growth and my social media growth. That's what I've been tracking for about the last year. And so I'm doing all my numbers. I'm spending a couple of hours the night before doing it. And then I came to the realization that I crossed the million mark. So to join GoBundance today, you need to have a minimum net worth of $2 million. But before, you had to be an accredited investor. And so what that means is that you've made $200,000 in consecutive back-to-back years with reasonable expectation of making that same amount of money in the present year, or you have a net worth over $1 million, excluding your primary personal residence. That's the definition of accreditation for you to invest in funds and stuff. So I hit accreditation through my income before, but I wasn't a millionaire. So if you guys have paid attention through the podcast, I've never labeled myself as a millionaire. It is millionaire mentorship for your life and business, but it's been from other guests who are normally in that eight figure range. My sweet spot's kind of five to 50 million for the guests. And so it's just pretty cool. This is like my life goal and it doesn't really mean that much to me now, (laughs) ironically. So today what I want to do is I want to talk about my journey to my first million. I want to talk about the things that I did right, the things that I did wrong, and lessons along the way for you guys that are on your hunt and on your journey to your first million. 
So first and foremost, let's do a quick asset allocation breakdown of the portfolio. So I'm not going to list my actual dollars and cents. I'm not going to list my income. I'll list my revenue for Action Academy as we progress because that's a publicly stated goal that I'm working on, but I'm not going to list my personal income because I have a couple different sources for that. But my asset allocation is about 40% single family real estate residential. I have 40% of my business valuation and I have about 20% in cash or cash equivalents. So let's break that down a little bit for people that are maybe very new to measuring and tracking net worth. So net worth is going to be your total assets minus your total liabilities, and then that's your net worth. So for real estate, you would take the total value of the property and you would subtract your debt service, which would be your mortgage or whatever payment you have to your private money lender, hard lender, whatever. And this would be your equity position. So we measured the equity positions in our net worth. So that's the real estate portion. And then for businesses, you value those at multiples of revenue. Okay. So for real estate, you're going to have net worth fluctuations based off of the market value. In commercial and multifamily real estate, they go off of what's called a cap rate. So that's going to be your NOI, your net operating income. So that's a little bit more predictable of what your valuation is going to be for your property. For residential real estate, it's a little bit more dicey because then you have to go off of the FMLS and go off of comps. So if somebody sells a house down in your neighborhood, a couple of homes down for a low price, that will negatively affect affect your comps. So that's why I don't like my single family real estate. I don't really want to be in it anymore. I'd rather have something with more control because my residential real estate has gone down about 20% in value over this last year because the market's correcting. The interest rates went up. So that means that the residential prices go down. So that's how that works. Now, another point of contention is when it comes to business valuations, and that is why it's an absolute cheat code to get perspective from the guests on this show for both myself and for you listening, and also in GoBundance, because there's a lot of guys in there that have bought, built, and sold big old businesses, right? So a point of contention in the group is sometimes somebody will come in with a net worth, say, $7 million, and they're listing their company at a 5x multiple of revenue. And then the next year, all of a sudden, they're at $10 million. But when you go back to their balance sheet, they are now listing their company at an 8x multiple of revenue or a 9x multiple of revenue. And so that is a point of contention to where it may be true when it comes to the actuality and the value of their company. Maybe it's a better package. Maybe they did some M&A. But when it comes to tracking from point A to point B, People are like, whoa, man, you just materialized a couple hundred thousand dollars or a couple million dollars in net worth just by adjusting your multiple on the same business, especially if they have the same revenue and cash flow. Okay. So here is how I'm thinking about Action Academy and here's how I'm valuing it. And don't worry, guys, we're going to get into the wins, the tips, and the mistakes that I made here in a second. But first, I want to list two books that help with this and walk through how I'm thinking about it. So two books that really help with beginning a business and packaging it for the best possible exit and multiple is The E-Myth by Michael Gerber. And also another book is Built to Sell by John Barlow. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly, but I'm going to email him to come on the show. Built to Sell is an awesome book. That's what I'm reading right now. And it's been highly recommended by a lot of the guys that have built and sold big old businesses. So a problem that a lot of entrepreneurs have is they build this business, they increase the cash flow, they increase the revenue, and they build this business around them. They are the shining star. They are the planet that everything orbits around. And you can't really ever leave, right? Because it's the you show. That would be like naming this podcast, The Brian Lubin Show. 
I can't really exit the Brian Lubin show, correct? So what I'm doing is I'm packaging everything and I'm building everything in the beginning with the intent of exit later. I'm not going to exit later, but you want to package it so that you have the optionality. Capiche, capiche. So right now I am labeling Action Academy at a 5x multiple of revenue. And I did market research. I checked out other recurring businesses in the same categories, and they're selling at between a 12 to 15x multiple of revenue, but they're far more sophisticated. So for ease and sake of simplicity and tracking, I'm just going to keep this at a 5x multiple forever, just for tracking purposes when it comes to my net worth. So when I get to 5 million, 10 million, 20 million, whatever, I'm going to keep the business at a 5x multiple. Now, as I'm packaging this, I'm going to learn new things, new information along the way. So this is going to be a very cool tracking system to where I can post my thoughts here publicly, and then I can update you guys live in color as they change throughout the process. And as I learn new things from mentors and show guests, as we all progress on our entrepreneurship journeys together. So it's very cool to do this podcast and be able to give my perspective in the trenches with you guys while we interview these five to 50 to 100 millionaire billionaires, whatever have you. So right now how I'm packaging this business is everything's under this Action Academy umbrella. So you have the podcast, which once we get up to a million downloads a month, which I need your guys' help with, you can help by sharing the show, leaving a five-star rating and review. Seriously, those are the two actions you guys can take because I need your help to get up to a million downloads a month. Once we're there, this show from advertising revenue, of which we have none right now until we get to a million downloads a month, is going to be about 400000 to 500000 coming in annually each year recurring. And that's keeping the show at the same cadence that it's at right now. Affiliates at that level, I would imagine, would be probably another two to 300000 recurring revenue as we sit today based off of the levels that we're at right now. So that's all the podcast itself. We're also building up our newsletter presence and our YouTube presence. Those are two main focuses of mine going into the back end of this quarter. So for the newsletter, we have about 1,500 subscribers. For YouTube, we have about 500. My goal is 100,000 each for both of those. Both of those can be found in the show description as well. If you guys want to support and join there, I send a newsletter about once every Thursday, sometimes Friday. And then we have the Action Academy community, which by the way, we have two quitters in the Action Academy community last week. I want to give them a freaking shout out. We have Brandon Hicks, who just left his W-2 and him and his wife just traveled over to Switzerland to ski and have their little celebration vacation, which I was trying to nag him for months to take. (laughs) And we have Brian Piana, who just left being a college professor, and now he's going full-time into entrepreneurship. So both have hit their goals. We have our first two quitters in the Action Academy, so I am over the freaking moon. Now, let's talk revenue for the Action Academy, which all of you should join if you are wanting to take control of your life and business. My goal for Action Academy this year is to put it at 500 members by the end of 2023, which will put us over a million dollars of recurring annual revenue of which 30% of that from the top line goes directly into advertising this podcast. So I have another goal to spend over $100,000 on advertising this podcast this year. So anybody that joins, just know that 30% of your tuition annually goes into growing this podcast through paid ads so that we can reach more entrepreneurs, change more lives, impact more people at scale. So those are the main levers that I'm focused on to build Action Academy to a $10 million plus valuation come 2024. So that was my original goal is to do $10 million business in two years. So that's how we're doing it. 
All right. So if you stuck around this long, I owe you five takeaways of things that I did right and pieces of advice for you guys in the hunt to your first million. And I also owe you five mistakes that I made in my hunt to my first million that you guys can avoid. So five and five, let's hit them rapid fire. Top five pieces of advice for accelerating your journey to your first million. Piece of advice number one is to run your budgeting off of percentages, not dollar signs. So instead of saying, I'm going to save X amount of dollars per month, I'm going to invest X amount of dollars per month. What you're going to do is you're going to say, I am going to save 50% of my income each month, and I'm going to invest 30% of that. And I'm going to donate 10%. I'm going to invest 30% into coaching courses, mastermind, whatever have you, because your percentages will increase with time as your income increases. And this will help you when your net worth starts to skyrocket because you've already got that muscle built. If you don't donate 10% to charity when you're making 100,000, you're not going to donate 10% to charity when you're at the million or 10 million or 100 million. You're just not going to do it because you don't have the muscle baked in. Same thing with investing in yourself, which is going to be tip number two is instead of investing in index funds, you need to pour all of your disposable income into courses, coaching, and mastermind. You need to relentlessly invest your money in the most powerful asset you're ever going to own, which is you, your own potential, your income generating ability, your investing ability, because the books are cool. The podcasts are cool. But until you're actually getting coached one-on-one and you have that accountability or you're in that community with people that are doing high-level stuff, you're not going to actually implement the book. You're not going to implement anything. You need to be in the community, sitting side-by-side by the people that are doing way more than you, and you need to say, okay, cool. I see that this is possible. They're no smarter than me. I can do this too. It builds up your confidence. Tip number three, if you really want to accelerate your wealth building journey, especially on the balance sheet, I would buy or build a business because the business will produce way more cash flow and way more net worth jumps and multiple increases than just being an investor will. Tip number four is to do big deals sooner. Now, the caveat to this is the only way you're going to be able to do this and realize that capital and having enough money isn't even the problem. There's an infinite amount of OPM, other people's money that's out there in the world. You just need to know how to access it. So the caveat to tip number four is you need to implement tip number two, which is you need that coaching community where you have one or multiple people with the balance sheets, with the experience that you can partner with to take these deals down, which transitions us perfectly into tip number five. Do not play a solo sport. Stop doing this by yourself. Stop being the freaking lone wolf. Do this as a team. It's so much more fun. It's so much more fun and it accelerates your journey so much faster. Get out of your own freaking way, remove your ego and stop thinking you need to be the best at everything. You need to be the best at a part of something that's valuable, okay? A part of something that's valuable and bring other people, partner with other people to make big things happen. Every single person that's successful is a JV partner, a joint venture partner with other people. When I'm going to take down big real estate deals and I'm going to document them on this podcast, I'm not going to be the operating partner. I'm going to be the capital. Somebody else has put their 10,000 hours in and I've put my 10,000 hours into capital raising and community. Does that make sense? Stop doing this by yourself. It's not a solo sport. It's a team sport. And that, my friends, will take us into the top five mistakes that I made that you should avoid, which will correlate pretty well with what we just talked about. Mistake number one that I made was thinking that I had to do this by myself and that I could not share my goals or my vision with other people for fear that they would harass me, talk down on me, or even worse, steal my idea, okay? 
So that was mistake number one that I see over and over again, especially in the Action Academy community. People have a scarcity mindset and they are too afraid to share their goals, their visions, their ideas for fear of judgment or fear of failure. I will tell you the opposite is true. The more you share your ideas, the more you put it out into the universe, the more people will want to help. I guarantee it. And if you're not around the people that want to help and you can't think of anyone, literally Action Academy community or go join some freaking free Facebook groups on real estate. I promise you, you will find what you're looking for. Mistake number two that I made was focusing too much on stock market investing in the beginning, especially day trading. You're just not going to be able to stock market invest or day trade your way to your first million on the balance sheet. And even if you get really lucky and you get there, you're probably going to lose it because you have a gambler's bug for being in the stock market. You need to invest in larger value add opportunities to be able to increase your net worth faster. So that would be value add real estate more than anything. I would start with that instead of the business, start the business afterwards. I would start with value add real estate. You can literally go do the burr process and go in with zero money of your own and create this equity and create this cash flow out of thin air. Go do that. Mistake number three that I made was waiting for confidence to take action, which led to an entire year of analysis paralysis, actually two years of analysis paralysis. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, I suffered from it too before I built this freaking action muscle. Confidence comes from action. Okay, remember that. So we all wait for the confidence to act, but the reality is that action yields confidence. So if you want to become confident in anything, whether that's talking to boys or girls at the bar, whether that's making the cold calls, whether that's analyzing deals, the answer to your question and to your problem is by putting the reps in. You want to talk to somebody at the bar? Go talk and strike out a hundred times. You will figure out what you did wrong, what you did right, what works, and you'll get feedback and you'll be better. Same with cold calling, same with analyzing deals. It's the same thing. Action yields the confidence, not the confidence yielding action. That's what it leads to analysis paralysis. You want to avoid that. Mistake number four was succumbing to lifestyle creep. So what you want to do is as your income increases, you want to make sure that your expenses stay the same. That's the cheat code. Naval Ravikant has this quote that says that the ultimate level of freedom can only be found by living beneath your means significantly, 50% or more. You will not have freedom if you make a million dollars a year and you spend a million dollars a year. Okay. You find the freedom in making a million and spending a hundred thousand. All right. Now, as you increase your income in multiples, if you're making a million dollars a year, yeah, now you can afford to spend a hundred thousand because remember what we talked about when it comes to the percentages, that's what you want to focus on because the savings rate is still there. So I did this before when I was making over 200,000, I was basically spending 200,000. So I've been there, done that, got the t-shirt and it was an expensive t-shirt. Don't do that. Get your spending under control first. And if you really want something and you really want these luxury properties and you want the luxury car, buy enough assets to be able to afford to pay for that. And that takes me to mistake number five, which was thinking that environment didn't matter. This was a big one that I made. And I can now have the frame of reference to say that to where I thought living frugally in my free house hack in my basement for three years, which I just got done doing, would get me to the next level. And that would get me to place past financial freedom. But then I quickly realized that moving to Austin, Texas and paying $2,500 for this freaking apartment, which I know is a lot of freaking money, guys. But now my cash flow from the real estate essentially covers this apartment. And I did the math and I said 2,500 times 12 is 30,000 a year. 
So I just simply did a math equation. I said, if I move to Austin, Texas, and I put myself in the middle of all these entrepreneurs and mentors, will I make a return, an ROI on 30000 I was like, if I don't 4X that, is it worth going there? And I was like, I'll easily 4X that. I'll easily make 120000 extra dollars by being in the environment in Austin, Texas, in a nice apartment that's out here. Now, the key is remember that you want to do this by having your investments cover the expense. Or you can find an environment where you're in the major city, you're in the hub of everything, you're where the people are that you want to be, and you've got the crappy house, you've got the crappy apartment in the nice area. I would do that instead of living 45 minutes, 50 minutes outside of Atlanta in the basement of my house hack for three years. It would have made way more sense to have had a really crappy place in the middle of Atlanta, in the middle of all the entrepreneurs. That's what I would do differently. So there you go. There's five tips and five mistakes that I made on my road to my first million. And hopefully you guys can be able to use this, implement it, take action on it today to increase your journey and make it faster than mine was. If you're interested in joining the Action Academy community and taking action on what we just talked about, tonight's call on Monday is going to be with my personal CPA, Lacey Harner. She's coming on to talk about advanced tax strategy for W-2 employees and self-employed. And then Wednesday's call is going to be Mike DeHaan that was on the podcast last week. He built up a wholesaling operation and we're going over how he underwrites wholesale deals. So that's the type of stuff we cover. If that's your jam, hit the link in the show description and I will talk to you tomorrow. Hey, real quick, if you're still listening to today's episode, I'm assuming you got value from it, so I need your help specifically. My two-year vision with this show is to help over 1 million people do what they want, when they want, with who they want, and I can only do that with your help. There are two main ways that a podcast grows. One is through ratings and reviews, and the other is word of mouth. If you could please leave me a five-star rating and a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, as well as send this to one or two friends that you think would get value from it, we can reach the people that we're looking to reach. Thanks in advance. Talk tomorrow.